full of her mother's skirt. You want to go to Hollywood, sugar? Madge asked her. Like your mama? Colorine didn't answer. You want to be a star of the silver screen? Holly tried to bury herself in the folds of the skirt, and Jen placed a protective hand on her curly head. Walter was her fearless child. He carried himself like one of the rangy backwoodsmen who lived up in the laurel wilds of the mountain. Watchful eyes and a smart mouth, even at twelve. Not her collie. She's too shy for that, I guess, Jen said. Shy don't set the world on fire, Madge pronounced. Then the two ladies climbed into the silver dragon. They promised her they'd be back, and when they'd driven off in a cloud of dust, Jen folded the wad of bills in her skirt pocket. There was over one hundred total, but she wouldn't tell Howell about it. She would ask him who Myrna Loy was, though. During supper, Walter's crow eyes stayed fastened to his mother. Who was they? he asked. Who were they? Jen corrected. Just friends, that's all. He gave her a look, and for one brief second, she thought how much he resembled her own father. Without a word, he pushed back from the table and clattered out the back door. He hadn't finished his collars, but she didn't call him back. Later that night, after tucking in the children, Jen crept down to the cellar where she kept her buckets and tubes, cheesecloth and corks. She slid the $100, a couple of bills at a time, into an empty jug. She corked it and set it up high on a shelf, next to the jugs that held the fermenting wine. Howell generally stayed out of the cellar and out of her business, other than an occasional question about whose wives and daughters and grandmothers were buying how much, just to keep track. When Jen had been a girl, there'd once been a madwoman in Civil Valley. One of the Luries, who'd gotten a hold of her husband's stash, drank near about the whole thing, stripped down to nothing, and climbed the fire tower on top of Brood Mountain. People came for miles, mostly men, of course, to stare. The next day after it was over, Jen heard that the Lurie girl hadn't even tried to hide herself. She just stood there, bare-assed and bare-breasted like some kind of cheap whore, hollering about her brother getting after her. She threatened to jump from the tower all day, and then, when the sun finally went down, she did. She should have broken her neck, but her luck failed, and her family packed her off to Pritchard Insane Hospital instead, with nothing but a purple ankle and a gash down her side. People said that was what her husband got for losing track of her. Like the Lurie girl, Jen had figured things out. She knew that when her mama was locked in her bedroom, sick or having one of her spells, her daddy went roaming the mountain like a tomcat. She knew what he got up to. She saw the way his hands brushed the backs of certain girls in town. She knew some things about Howell, too. Nothing near like what her daddy did, but all the same, illegally poached deer steaks did show up in her kitchen once in a while, and moonshine from a still in the grove behind their house. Unlike the Lurie girl, though, she knew how to keep her mouth shut. Jen had loved Howell once, although it had been so long ago it seemed like another life. She used to wear her hair down, the way he liked it. Used to let him shimmy off her nightgown and run his hands over her every morning, even before the sun had come up, even though she'd been up half the night with babies. These days he jumped out of bed right when his eyes cracked open. He got dressed, even down to his boots, and headed out with a curt nod. He sure didn't notice which way her hair was done. He didn't notice much, except when she did something wrong. That kind of thing, that 
Settling, her mother called it. Happened in a marriage, and there wasn't no sense in crying over it. The secrets he kept from her, that was part of the settling, she reckoned. And now she had her own secrets. The ladies from Chattanooga, and the other most important one, the secret she held like a love letter close to her heart. The conversations with Tom Stalker. Jen blushed and pushed the jug a bit farther into the shadows. One hundred dollars. With the money hidden away, she'd have time to figure out what to do with such a windfall. Maybe she should cut out and go to Hollywood. Pack up the children, hop a train, and get herself a screen test, like the lady said. Howell would be fit to be tied. He might even come after her. For sure he'd want Walter back. Collarine, he'd cut loose pretty easy, but he'd need the boy on the farm. Maybe she should leave Walter behind.